Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. If you find that you're struggling with sales conversations, if they stress you out or you find that you're always stumbling over your words or you're not closing as many sales as you like or you just are really petrified of coming across as that pushy salesperson, I have great news for you. I have a totally free, completely 100% free, no catch, no sleaze sales method guide just for you. So when you download this guide, and I'll give you the URL in just a second, you are going to be able to start selling smarter this week. Yes, really. So what this is, is a framework, a customizable framework that works whether you sell a product or a service or both. So this is not weird scripts that you have to memorize or anything really convoluted or complex. It's just an easy way to remember what to say, how to say it, and why to say it when you're having a sales conversation with someone. I think you're going to love it. I know I do. I know it's worked for me for many, many, many years. I know my clients love it too. It gives them a ton of confidence when it comes to selling and that confidence translates to closing more sales, right? So if you need this, if this is a tool that seems like it's beneficial to you, I want you to go to bit.ly forward slash sell it sister podcast. It's all lowercase and it's all one word. Again, that's bit.ly bitly essentially forward slash sell it sister podcast. It's really, really quick to go through. But if you have any questions or anything, be sure to reach out because I want to make sure that you are a selling superstar. On this week's episode of the sell it sister podcast, I'm joined by special guest, Simone Sauter. Simone is a PR and publicity coach, best-selling author and tech nerd. She helps coaches, consultants, and trainers to become the go-to expert and consistently attract high-paying clients by building authority, trust, and credibility through the power of media. Simone has nearly two decades' experience in the media and PR world. She worked as a journalist for eight years, and before her entrepreneurial journey, she was a PR manager for several Fortune 100 companies. She also has a master's degree in journalism and PR and is a certified PR consultant. 
but most important is she's built a very successful coaching business in the relationship coaching niche solely by using PR, which means that she understands hundred percent how to make PR work for your coaching and consultant consulting business in a way that will get you new clients. You can find her at simonesauter.com. You can also uh, download her really cool case study that she mentions um, in this episode at simonesauter.com forward slash case hyphen study. And you can also find her on LinkedIn at Simone Sauter. And Sauter is spelled S-A-U-T-E-R. So I was really excited when uh, Simone reached out to me. You'll hear me mention how she actually had um, pitched me for this. And uh, while I get a lot of pitches, I definitely don't always say yes to all of them. But I definitely did with this one because I know that if you are anything like a lot of the people that I work with, you sometimes wonder how the heck you can find more amazing clients, right? More people who would just love to work with you or would love to refer you to people who would work with you. And it can sometimes feel very overwhelming to figure out like, where are these people and how do I get in front of them? And um, what are some other opportunities I could take advantage of that aren't just social media? I feel like that's sort of the default is to think about um, creating content for social media. And so PR is a really great alternative to that. Um, and as you'll hear us talk about, I also thought like I, I was pretty surprised. Um, and this is why I wanted to have her on. I was pretty surprised that she says like, you don't need to already kind of have PR to get more PR. And I think that's a really refreshing thing to hear is that no matter what starting point you're at right now, you can leverage the power of PR. And this is something that I want to take uh, advantage of more for myself in 2021. So I was just really, 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 um, really excited for this. And I will say too, even if you're like, I'm not a coach, a consultant or a trainer, um, still give this one a listen anyways, because, uh, there, there's just a lot of really great advice that she has that, I think you can still apply to your own business regardless. All right. Without further ado, on to the episode. Okay. Hi, Simone. Welcome to the Sell It Sister podcast. It's so great to have you. Thanks so much for having me, Erica. Yeah. So why don't you start by telling the listeners a little bit about what you do and also how you got to do what you do right now? Sure. So uh, I'm a PR and publicity coach, and I help coaches and consultants and trainers mainly to um, get publicity, so to be featured on podcasts and magazines, on stages, on TV, to build their expert reputation and basically to, to get more clients with ease so that they you know, become more visible. And I do this because I actually have built a successful online coaching business myself, just solely with um, PR and publicity in the relationship coaching niche. And yeah, it took me like 18 months to create an advertising value of more than 3 million euro, which means if I would have had to pay for the the exposure that I had with ads, I would have had to spend 3 million euros. So, and on, on my entrepreneurial journey which started in 2014 I I met so many amazing people like really awesome people with amazing gifts 
and they just struggle to get themselves out there and they just struggle to reach you know the people that they wanted to help um so i i thought okay well you know maybe i can make a business out of that right so and uh, yeah it took off pretty quick and by doing this um you know we create a ripple effect so i love helping people reaching their ideal clients and then helping them and by me helping them and them helping their clients you know we make the world a tiny little bit better so yeah, yeah. i love that this is so exciting and i uh like all of my listeners know i love to be super transparent about stuff and so you had actually pitched me like we were not connected beforehand Um, and I do, I get like several pitches and many of them I'm like, you know, no, thank you. Or not right now or whatever. But I was like, oh my gosh, I need to have you on because the thing that I hear from people all the time is like, I don't want to be living my life on social media. And I don't want to always have to be like thinking about the algorithm or like my content Mm -hmm. plan or whatever. Like it just can feel really exhausting. But I also think there's this part of us that's like, we hear PR and we're like, okay, well, I need to be, I already need to be a big deal. Like if I'm going to be doing PR, I like need to be a somebody who can garner like getting in a magazine or getting, you know, any of those things. And I know that you have a framework you're going to talk about, about, you know, how to actually make it happen. But yeah, I feel like if you could just speak a little bit to like, maybe some misconceptions about people who already have smaller audiences or they're not like published authors or they don't, you know, like have name recognition that PR is actually possible for them. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that is actually the main thing. People think they have to be a, a household name or they have to have have to have this expert reputation already or have have to have this extreme like huge huge social media following to pitch the media and it's actually not like that it's actually the other way around by you getting into the media you become the go-to expert and you also can build your social media following depending on your call to action right so Mm -hmm. um and um Okay, so I, I wrote down a couple of mistakes that people make. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, want to, I want to get into that. So the first one is that they don't pitch at all because they think they have to be mm-hmm. an expert. And the second thing is they think they, they don't have anything to share, right? So mm-hmm. and, and when I talk about my framework later, I will share with you also what a journalist is looking for. And I can tell you from my 19 years of experience, everybody has to share something with a journalist. So the second mistake that people make is that they pitch their services and their offers. But if you do this, this is basically advertising, right? Um, So if you did that before, if you pitched a journalist with your services and offers, you probably have gotten an email from the advertising department saying, okay, if you want to do an ad, um, you know, just give me a call, right? Um, The the third mistake is that people pitch um, random media outlets without any strategy and then they you know probably get the exposure and they get featured but they don't get clients from that right and my mm-hmm. goal for my clients uh, is to actually also get clients from their media exposure because at the end of the day we also uh, want we, we want to make money right that's why we run a business so you always have to come from a from a background of giving value to the audience of the media outlet that you pitch 
Point number four, mistake number four is when people pitch a media outlet and they don't tie their story to their offer. So that means they share a great story about something and they maybe get featured, but they are not able to make the bridge um, to their business. And at the end of the day, if you get the exposure, if you get in the, uh, in the media, you want to, to think of a story that you can you know, tie to your offer and then also create a call to action accordingly, right? So that you have mm-hmm. something that people can sign up for and that people, you know, can just um, read or get more um, about you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that you bring them into your world. The mistake number five is that people pitch the media and they don't follow up, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like talking to prospects and then they say like, no, not this time. And then you never call them again. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with the media. Right. So um, you have to follow up um, because journalists are busy. They get between 150 and 300 emails um, per day. So, yeah, you have to follow up. And that, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of emails a day. Wow. <laughs> wow. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, mistake number six is that people and i see this happen so often so often they don't leverage the media coverage so mm. let's say you get featured somewhere and then what i see is people share it on social media once and mm-hmm. that's it maybe they send it to their email list but then that's it right mm-hmm. but um think about how much how much effort it was to get featured and to really get yourself out there and so if you do that, you want you want to think of, you know, how can you leverage that? How can you leverage that for what I say, clients, cash and reputation, right? Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. So many people just leave it like this. So um, I have uh, 21 ways um, that I share my with my clients, how, how they can leverage their media coverage. So, you know, send it to your email list, share it on social media, put it on your um, email signature, um, if you are featured in a magazine, write, uh, read out the article and share it as an audio. So there are so many things that you can do to really just repurpose that, um, that mm-hmm. media coverage. It's the same like repurposing your content, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's like, I, yeah, I wouldn't have even like, I, I know I, um, see on people's websites where, there's like the, usually I feel like it's about like mid page where it's like as featured in, and then there's, um, the logos of various, uh, outlets and stuff like that. But, um, that's cool. I didn't think of like really reusing it for, for other aspects. I'm loving this. And so now I know you also have a framework for like how to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, this is so exciting. And like, I'm going to be taking my own notes because, um, I feel like this is the next level, like of, you know, it's, it's like another aspect of marketing that is often overlooked, but is really, really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you are in a position in your business where you're like, yep, I know who I serve. I know my message. I know what I'm about. And then like, I, I feel like I could confidently pitch, 
but like you said, like, I don't want to waste my time on pitches that are not like where I'm not going to be able to maximize getting the yes and, and all of that. So why don't you walk us through your expert steps for like actually doing the pitches, uh, making the most of them, all of that. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, so, um, what I do is, um, I, I call this method publicity rockstar method. So it's because I'm mm-hmm. all about, you know, rock music and heavy metal music. So, you know, <laughs> and, uh, so you, you have to imagine a star in front of you with like five arms. So, and in the middle of the star, you can see, or there is your, your rockstar offer, right? So this is what you have to offer. Um, uh, and you have to have an offer in place. I mean, because you want to have clients, you want to make more money. So you have to have something that you sell, right? And then what you just said, um, you need to know your ideal client because otherwise Mm -hmm. you don't know which media outlet to pitch. You need to know your message. And um, you also need to know um, your expertise or better what you want to be known for, right? What Mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. If if people hear your name, what is it that that they should think of, right? What Mm -hmm. should they connect with you? So this is the foundation that that you should have in place if you really want to use PR in a way that that helps you grow your business and get more clients. Um, Then on the top of the star, it's what I call the audience, right? So this is basically um, you finding the perfect media outlet for your business and also the ideal journalist on the, the contact details of the journalist and what you don't want to do is you don't want to send a press release now this is mm-hmm. um well, i did this in the beginning because i have a corporate background i worked for fortune 100 companies before sent a lot of press releases um in my corporate career worked perfectly fine did this when i started my coaching business and i just had literally no journalists coming back to me which was mm-hmm. super frustrating so i thought okay there must be a way to approach them in a way, you know, that is more, um, you know, delightful for them or more interesting mm-hmm. for them. So what you want to do is find the, that one journalist who covers your topic and pitch that person, right? So mm-hmm. that is step number one. Um, the second one is what I call the hit. And the hit is the way you grab the um, media's attention. And you do this by offering a story. So a story is timely, it's memorable, um, it evokes emotions. Um, The second thing that you can offer is your expertise. So that's your knowledge, right? That's what I do here. I share my expertise with you. And the Mm -hmm. third thing is a strong opinion. And I love that because that works like a charm. So as an example... Um, so I, as I said, I, I've built my relationship coaching business in the niche of, um, breakup and divorce coaching, right. Based on my mm-hmm. personal story, my ex left me after 10 years relationship, completely out of the blue, had a new partner within four weeks. And I was devastated, went through hell for two years. And so, well, um, and, um, I pitched the media very often with the topic, why everybody should suffer from heartache at least once in their lifetime. Now, this Mm. is something that is very contradictive. It's a very strong standpoint because people like usually you'd say like, I don't want to have heartache, you know, because it's not Mm -hmm. a nice thing. So I actually think it's a good thing because it's really something that helps you in your personal development. 
Um, but anyway, that's a different topic. So, but that's my, that was my standpoint. And if you have something that you can share with a journalist um, uh, that you'd say like, this is something that's not mainstream, then it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so um, that's the second step. The third step is what I call the stage. So this is then um, you writing the pitch, right? So mm -hmm. um, in the pitch, it's, it's important that you build some sort of rapport with a person that you pitch, right? You want to do your research and your homework. You want to get to know that person. You want to follow that person on social media. Um, if you pitch a podcast or you obviously listen to um, their episodes and to their podcast, you, um, you know, um, the same with a journalist, right? Follow them on Instagram or wherever and try to find some common base, something that you, that you have in common and um, try to put this into the pitch, right? So to make mm -hmm. this person, to make, to really um, show them that is it, that it is a personalized email and that it is not a copy paste mass email, right? Because mm -hmm. they, they don't like it. Um, that is step number four. And that step number five is uh, what I call the performance. So this is when you deliver, right? So you, if you pitched yourself as a contributor, that means you deliver a guest post to another website. Mm -hmm. And if you pitched yourself as a featured expert, either to a, a, a podcast or, or a journalist, um, you know, who um, as, an, as an interview guest, then it's mm -hmm. time for you to prepare your media interview. Um, and you want to do this by working out your key messages and think about, okay, what is the, what's the, the, the point of the interview? What's your goal of the interview? What's your call to action? Um, so there are like a lot of things that you, that you have to keep in mind and to prepare before you actually get into the um, interview. And then step number five is the promotion. That's what I said earlier. So that is to really leverage the media coverage. And that's what I see. So what I said earlier, what I see so painfully, a lot of people have media coverage and um, or they get it and also amazing ones, right? And then they share it once because they think, oh, you know, my people have seen it. Like mm -hmm. not everybody sees what you post if you post it once, right? Mm -hmm. Just really share it over and over again. Also, because people need several touch points um, um, before they buy, right? And if you mm -hmm. share with them, hey, um, I've been featured in, I don't know, Cosmopolitan, Forbes, and I mean, these are the, the really mm -hmm. big ones, right? That, um, that um, helps people to see you as the authority, but it also builds trust. And trust is, is very, very crucial, especially as a, as a coach and consultant. Um, so I think it was, was it, it was Edelman. Uh, Edelman is a, a huge PR agency and they made a, a, a recently a survey and they found out that 82% um, of the people who, uh, um, who buy a product needs to trust the company or the, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's just for the company, right? That's for products. Now as a coaching consultant, you are the product, right? So I, mm -hmm. I, I guess it has to be much higher than 82%. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. And that's basically, that's basically the framework. That's everything um, that you need to do. And the beauty about that is if you learn it once it's a lifetime skill, right? Yeah. That's really, um, 
That's really cool. And I do, I feel like, uh, so part of my method that I have, I have a separate podcast episode about it, about my, my thrive framework, which is an acronym that I use in my rebellious success, um, group coaching program. And we start with, so, uh, the T and thrive stands for truth. So it's like Mm -hmm. knowing your truth. So I love how you shared the story about everyone should experience heartbreak because I really feel like when you are, um, you know, somebody who is going to be, you know, in your business for the long haul, right. You're in it for the long game. You really want to make an impact. You're, you know, you really care about your, your work and you're not just trying to make money. Like, obviously we all want to make money, but like, we're also trying to really do something with our work in the world. And I feel like our truth is that thing. Like when you have that clarified of, you know, your unique spin on your industry and maybe the unpopular opinion or whatever it is, I think it's such a significant way to set people apart from the competition because Mm -hmm. nobody, like while some people might have similar, you know, values or ideologies or approaches, whatever, I feel like no one is, has it the exact same way as you. So to be able to say, Hey, I know that this is like the common notion is that we should want to avoid heartbreak, but I'm telling you, I think it's actually a good thing. And here's why, Mm. if I was on the receiving end of that pitch, I would be like, well, now I want to hear this story. Cause this is a different, Mm. this is different than what the norm is. So I love that you mentioned that because I feel like it fits in perfectly with my very strong belief that like, it's good to, it's good to stand for something and to Mm -hmm. allow that thing to help you stand out. Yeah. And, and also to, to make yourself vulnerable, right. And to be Mm -hmm. really, um, you know, if you speak your truth and if you are who you are, um, that can be scary at times because, you know, you can be scared of being judged. And mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day, it's what you said, you know, you stand out. And that's also what what uh, journalists um, are, are interested in, you know. And, and if you if you um, look at different media outlets, like grab a magazine or a blog or, you know, watch TV, whatever, um, 90% of the content is of stories, uh, is about stories of people, right? Because we also want to hear from other people and we want to identify. And also, um, especially as a coach and consultant, we want to identify with that person we think of working with, right? And, and we mm-hmm. can do this um, by sharing our own stories and sharing our own truth. And obviously there are people who um, will not resonate with that. But those are not, that's not your, your, um, these are not your people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but then there are people who will love you for it. And in my, in my um, breakup and divorce coaching business, like I, most of my clients, 95% of my clients have been people who were, um, were left by their partner and and now replaced, I can't really say Mm -hmm. replaced, but you know, uh, with another, uh, with another woman. So, um, and they, they all came to me and they said like, it's so brave that you share your story. And, um, also they said, I, I, I know that you understand how I feel right? mm-hmm. and that you don't judge me. And 
now this is a very specific niche but um if you if you speak your truth it, you will always attract the right people yeah i uh I love that. That's, it's such, it's just such a good reminder. And when people are thinking like, I know for, for me, when I am looking to be on other podcasts, like that's relatively easy for me. You know, I can look through categories of podcasts. It's, you know, anyone with internet access can just go on and can look and can um, do some pretty simple, quick research to see like, does that seem like it would be a good fit? Have they, uh, you know, have they talked about what I want to talk about before? If so, is there something else I could talk about? Or maybe do I just pass on that one for, you know, for now? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think when it comes to other realms of finding places to pitch to, that feels really, nebulous. And I know you have, you have programs and I want you to be able to talk about your programs. Cause I'm sure you help people directly with that. But like, cause I, I know like right off the top of my head, I'm like, okay, what Forbes an entrepreneur, like the, that's like all I can really think about, but I'm sure there's like just thousands of other types of publications, both like mm -hmm. general and niche and whatever. So where does one even begin? Cause that to me, in my mind, that process feels really overwhelming when I'm looking beyond, let's just say like the world of podcasting. Um, yeah. So what I, what I recommend my clients, um, to do at first is to check out your competition, um, mm -hmm. and see where they have been featured on. And then what you said, what did they talk about? And then also think about, is there something that you can add to that? Is that something that you don't agree on? Um, and then, you know, see what journalists um, wrote that. Is that journalist still working for this media outlet? And then just follow this journalist. Um, then another option is, for example, uh, Readly. Now, Readly is an app uh, with, um, I have no idea how many thousands of magazines. And they have also different categories and you can go there and you can, um, you know, check out these categories and you will find magazines um, uh, that you have never heard, of, never heard of. Also, you know, smaller ones and they also have online, um, um, you know, um, uh, an online version and sometimes they allow guest posts um uh sometimes they don't then you pitch yourself you know as as an expert so um and then you you just go you know down the down down the entire uh, rabbit hole um so because you know if you start out then you 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 will just find your way around mm-hmm yeah, just kind of keep going, going through. Um, that's cool. Okay, Readly. Awesome. I've never heard of that. So I love that. And uh, how long do you typically like connect with somebody online, like a journalist before you pitch? Like, is there some back and forth, you know, engage, like casual engagement, or do you just like learn a little bit about them so that you can personalize the pitch? Yes, exactly. So you learn, you learn about them, you follow them as, as a person, right. As a, you know, like their Instagram, but also follow what they, what they write. So to find out, you know, their writing style, what are they interested in? 
um, and also, um, you know, look about what they have written like a couple of months ago or like a year mm. ago um, and just, you know, do your homework a little bit and then mm-hmm. um, think of a story of an, or a story, a story angle um, that that's interesting to that to that person and especially to the audience of the media outlet that you pitch and always think, um, always come from a place of giving value right mm-hmm. never come from a place of okay um how how can i reach that audience to get the most out of it for myself obviously mm-hmm. this is something that you want but this is not um the place where you should come from always come from a place of giving value and ask yourself okay what is it that is interesting to the audience of the media outlet and what is interesting to that person is that also um, something that that person writes about or talks about mm. um, and that's um, you know uh, also a common mistake that I that I see often that people pitch a journalist in for let's say a magazine and then they say like if you're not the right person can you please forward my email mm. well that's not gonna ha- that's not gonna happen because as I said in the beginning a journalist gets between 150 and 300 emails per day and they will they don't have the time they are, are mm-hmm. under immense time pressure sometimes a journalist has to produce up to 10 stories per day now if you wow. um, uh, now you're a podcaster uh, so imagine you have to create 10 podcast episodes per day every day five days a week oh now <laughs> if, if now someone comes and says like hey i know who you are i know what you're interested in um and this is my story angle um, and this is why you should, you know, consider it. And you present this on, on like, let's say on a silver plate, so to say, they gratefully take it because that means for them that they have to think about one story less. So mm-hmm. your job basically is to make the, the life of a journalist as easy as possible. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree with that so much because even just in terms of pitches that I receive, often the ones that I say yes to it's because, I mean, sometimes it's literally like, I, I don't run, I don't do like a, a interview only podcast. So I only, I have like limited space anyways, but it's really, it's like the, the pitches that I get that are like, like you said, they're personal. Like I can tell someone has actually done some research, mm-hmm. uh, that they, that it is something valuable to my audience. Cause I've gotten pitches for things that I'm like, there's literally like n- nobody who listens to my podcast is going to be interested in this, like buying or selling companies. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not really my listeners. And so it's just, it's going to be a no. I mean, even if it was, um, if everything else about the pitch was delightful, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, for my audience, but yeah, but like when I do say yes, even if I don't have like a previous relationship with the person, um, it really, it's like everything that you said, I'm like, oh, I can actually see this would be really helpful and Mm -hmm. people would really like it. And it does seem like this person understands me and my audience, you know? And so it becomes easy for me, I think, you know, to say, Yes. Or to say, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm booked right now, but can you circle back in, you know, four months or something like that? So, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. So I'm, I'm on the receiving end for my blog. So my, my uh, blog for my um, relationship coaching business has uh, had 
I have to say, 100,000 monthly uh, readers. So I had a lot of people pitching me. And sometimes uh, I was just like, do you even read my blog or, you know, mm -hmm. some very basic things. So my name is Simone and I don't know why, but like lots of people pitch me with hi Sabine. And I'm like, okay, if you, don't, <laughs> if you can't even, you know, find the right name, then then that's that's where it ends, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I know you have a free resource and you also have some ways that you actually like help assist people with their, their pitching and their research. So feel free to share those so that people who want to check it out can. Thanks. Um, so the free resource is uh, my case study. So in this case study, um, that's basically my own case study uh, in which I map out very detailed how I created an advertising value of 3 million euros in just 18 mm -hmm. months. So now if the number doesn't say you anything, it, it just, you know, it's uh, the process and the details of how I, you know, got on TV, how I uh, got featured in Cosmopolitan, InStyle and Closer and how I got a book deal and wrote a best-selling book, just all of you know, my, the PR that I did. Um, so that's the free resource. Um, and uh, Erica, you, you um, have it in the show notes, right? Yeah. So, yep. All the links okay. will be in the show notes for people. Perfect. Um, yeah. And then I have, uh, I have two things um, that I, or two ways to work with me. So the first one is my um, publicity rockstar mastermind. That's a, a six month mastermind where um, I basically teach you to be your own publicist, but um, you know, it's me, it's my storytelling coach, there is uh, my media trainer. So it's a very in-depth um, mastermind. So there is more on my website if you want to know more about it. And then I offer um, a VIP day. So this is more like the done for you and done with you version uh, where you get you know, your personalized PR strategy in a day with you know, all the story angles and your brand story and, and including media contacts and everything that you need. So I love it. That's awesome. And do you ever, uh, cause I, so I know in my audience, I have people who have like B2B businesses and I also have people who have B2C businesses. Now I know you said like you work with a lot of, you know, coaches and consultants. Um, do you ever also work with people who are more like business to consumer type businesses, like not even necessarily products, but just, you know, they're like, um, I'm just thinking like meditation, uh, like instructors or, um, wedding, like coaches, like I'm just, I'm thinking of some actual yeah. clients of mine right now. Yeah, I do. I do. So it's coaches, consultants, trainers. So, you know, if you offer a service, um, I don't do this if you, if you, if you sell products like physical mm -hmm. products, because that's a whole other uh, department. Um, but if you offer services, um, then I can definitely help you. That's awesome. Well, this is, this is really cool. I'm super glad that you reached out to me and pitched me because, um, like I said before, I know, you know, for myself and for my audience, uh, it's always great to think of other ways to market ourselves that aren't, you know, necessarily keeping up with whatever the latest social media trend is. Uh, and I would even say that for PR, like one of, one of my goals for 2021 is to actually lean into this more because, um, I do know the power mm -hmm. of, 
having that clout, like you said, of, you know, saying I, here's where I've been featured and having it be places that are notable, right. It's just, Mm. it builds that, it builds that credibility, um, for sure. So yeah, I, I think that this is really, really cool and people should definitely check you out. And like I said, all of the links to, um, find you Simone, they'll all be in the show notes. So, uh, definitely if, if you, if you love this episode, I hope, uh, I hope you go check those out and follow Simone on social media and everything too, so that you can, you can learn more from her. Yeah. Thanks so much, Erica, for having me. It was such a great conversation. I know. Thank you. Thank you again. This was, this was really, really, really fun. And I think it's going to be really eye-opening for people, especially people who thought that they maybe had to wait years and years, uh, and do more in order to utilize PR in their own businesses. I like that you made it very clear that that's, that's just not true. Anyone can use PR at any time. So I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the sell it sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too. Okay. Now get out there and sell it sister. <laughs>